tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! TV Preachers of LA season two episode eleven the apology. Time to apologize for your sins or for your comments. There you go. I'm your host Megan Thomas, and I've got three lovely co-hosts with me, including this lovely gentleman here. What's up, everybody? I'm Lem Gonzalez, and I shaved today. Thank you. You did. Can I rub your hair for good luck? Anointed. He, can't, he can't ready for his fans. His oh lady lover. Yeah. And who are you ladies? I am Tiffany Williams. And I am Corinne Williams. And the song that you just heard is actually by the one and only Maisha Chaney. Because yes. we heard a little of her music today. Mm-hmm. And her yeah. brothers. And her brothers. Yes. I like her brothers. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did, Jezebel. Right, right. <laughs> hey. All right, let's get into it. So this episode, we finally get to see... Dun, 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 dun. It was like Christmas. I don't understand why this didn't happen sooner, though. I don't know either. Remember, it was supposed to be. They had the previews for it, and then I feel like they shifted it at some point. Now, and it could have been they because... Some editorial issue. I think it was right. an editorial thing, but he also didn't show up to the meeting, which kind of makes you know makes it look like, oh, he was away in Atlanta visiting his daughter and doing the crusade there. Whatever, mac and cheese. Or, or, or he didn't show up because he didn't have his escort. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> like Dietrich said, he didn't have that activator on. That was hilarious. Activator. So yes, we see that McClendon is uh, Bishop McClendon has decided to start a ministry in Atlanta. So now he'll be bi coastal, I guess you could say, monthly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot of a lot of traveling. But his daughter Taylor is there. She's beautiful. She She's really beautiful. All she of his is. kids are. Right. He what did has you th- great strong genes? Right. What did you think of her fiance Derek? They seem so young. <laughs> what do you mean? I thought they kind of they look like they're twenty one. No, they probably are. He said they were like twenty five. No, like twenty five. But I mean, you can get married at twenty five. You can, but it's not wise. What's how, how old were you when you got married, Tiffany? I was twenty eight. Okay, well, same point. Close, same thing. Twenty eight in women years is like it's just thirty eight. Oh, you look like thirty five, honey. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so his main concern, McClendon's concern, was that they were too young. Which okay. I agree. Okay, and but he, how old are they though? Like, I mean, they, we never found out. Yeah, we never found out. I, I'm assuming you know probably mid. They're, he, he they're did, probably in the mid twenties because they're not thirty yet. Because remember, right? And he, he is as a surgeon's assistant or something. Yeah. So yeah. Probably like 24, 25, somewhere in there. But uh, something that Bishop McClendon does say is that most men are not married, ready to get married before 30. Do you guys agree? Right. Agreed. 
even if they think they are, he <laughs> says that there's a major shift that happens for women and for men okay. when you turn 30. That's like a pivotal moment in your life. You're no longer in your, your 20s. So, I don't think you're I ready. I mean, but he's right, I don't though. think he's ready. I mean, listen to it. The, the brain doesn't... He's not ready. Normally <laughs> mature. Like, it's not even fully developed until you're 25 Especially years old. Especially the male brain. What, the so, brain? The, the male brain. Y'all hate not a male You act like we're adolescents. It's scientific. I'm not just saying men for men and women alike. Okay. So, I mean, it makes great sense. And I think about myself when I was 25. What... Honey, I have changed so much. Right. So what do you think, Lem? Are are men ready before 30? I think it depends on the person. You know, my my father was 27 when he got married. And, you know, I don't think he has any regrets for when he got married. I think, yes, you are still growing. I wouldn't have been able to get married before 30. That's just me. And I think, and I do think that most men fit that bill. But I can't say everybody, it goes across. Because I think there are different maturity levers when it comes to men. I think some of them do mature faster. I think women overall, and it is scientific... Both. It's great Thank that you. women mature faster. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just saying. But I think it does depend on the person. It right. depends on the person. And right. I think it depends on the, the time and your location as well. Like, our parents were getting married probably at a younger age. Uh, our generation right. is not. With <laughs> the advent of the uh, internet, there's so many distractions out there. It's best Porn is on the internet. Like, wait. who wants to... <laughs> wow, there's a lot of that. Okay, so, so then we also find out a, a few things about the relationship between Taylor and Derek, which is Derek did not ask Bishop McClendon for Taylor's hand, number one. Number two, Bishop McClendon found out about the proposal on Instagram. Right. What do you guys think that says about the relationship between Bishop McClendon and his daughter? They're not as close as they as he makes it seem. Because if you are that close with your father, then the man in your life is definitely going to know and he's going to respect you enough and the bond that you share with your father and ask for the hand in marriage. That's I Corinne's don't opinion. think you can say that because that never happens anymore. Like it just uh, it's right. very rare. Times that are different. Does. Times are different. The traditions Correct. are going out the window right. day by day. So it's ve- I mean and the way that he said that he proposed was it seemed like it was a little bit on the fly. Okay we're going to take this over this intercontinental flight mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to ease her fears by buying her diamonds like right to me that's like a you didn't really think through marriage did you you just want to <laughs> give her something so that she's not afraid to fly no but that was a sweet gesture i thought that was beautiful yeah but we're talking about spending your life with someone no, but, but i think i think he too. did uh, from what he said i'm assuming that he already had the ring he was going to propose to her but he thought you know what let me just let me do, do it, it right now because she's to scared this will, this will ease her of, fears this is a mine. great time let me go ahead and do it i thought that was sweet it's it was very uh. sweet it was very <laughs> But it's just like, I don't know. If I'm. It ain't for me. Plan, prepare, and then propose. And then, at any rate, I didn't think he was <laughs> off base for not consulting McClendon first because it just doesn't happen anymore. Do you I, think that's like. Do you, Lem, do you feel like that should not be the case when it comes to someone marrying someone else's daughter? I think there are traditional Only values that, that do speak highly you know, of the, of the person. I think that's one of them. I, I know that when I propose to someone, that's something I want to do. But <laughs> All the women on YouTube just went... Oh, is that God. so? Oh, you know you got God. fans. No, no, they were like, legs wide. <laughs> so, I like Keyshawn over there. Keyshawn with her nasty song. Oh, my God, you guys. They're going right. to get us if we don't let Lim talk. Right. Right, exactly. You know, they will get you. They will burn you. No, but I think that it's definitely something. But I think there's a lot of times where um, maybe it's not available. Maybe the, the daughter doesn't have a good relationship with her father. That's you know, that happens a lot. And so there isn't any father to consult. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I think with him, and I don't, and to say what you were saying about 
you know, the closeness. I don't think he even really said that they were close. I didn't really they hear him. Do. I didn't really hear him say, like, oh, I'm really close to my daughter. So, obviously, they're not. But he does say that. He, he does say daddy's princess. Right. And he up, does. his only girl that he does have But I think that was back in the day, her. though. I don't think right, 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 right now. Right, right. Maybe when he was close. married to her mother. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I think they had a, a stronger bond. When, when she was were, six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they seem to have a, a working relationship. No, I mean, I don't think but they're beefing. you know beefing. what's kind of weird, though, with yeah, all no. of these pastors is that they are not that close with their family members. Like, with their wives or whatever. Really? You don't think they, that? They're close, but with their extended family, they kind of handle with, like, kid gloves. They're, you know, very touch and miss with their family. Well, and, and that's that false. They don't seem, but I think that's family, that period. That's exactly. I think that's just everybody's family's dysfunctional. Kinda, I don't think these preachers right. are exempt from that. I right. guess what I'm saying is it's nice to see that they also have dysfunctional families. And, like, even dealing with their uh, pulpit and their people in their church, it's easier than dealing with family. Right. Right. It's and always it, easier than dealing with a stranger. And, almost, <laughs> and it's almost kind of sad, but it's kind of the norm right. that right. a lot of pastors have dysfunctional, you know, immediate families as well as extended families. You know, I know of, preacher's kids getting all these tattoos and stuff. <laughs> oh, the hazenism is real. My <laughs> tattoos are anointed. So I, I <laughs> With Jesus Inc. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So, of course, we see that um, Bishop McClendon talks to Derek by himself. He has a nice man-to-man conversation. And I like the conversation. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that he, it seemed like he was really honest with him. And, and, you know, he talked to him about what Taylor said, which was that it can get a little boring at times. It Mm -hmm. can get a little mundane, which is true (laughs) for relationships. You get in the swing of things. And a lot of times men forget. They they have to continue to do the things that you know that got you in the right place. exactly right. romance me player and so and, <laughs> no but I, what I want to say was in that conversation Bishop McClendon says to Derek about secretaries yes. oh my god and he says what does he say he says that um the, the whole the whole phenomenon I guess you could say about a man being successful and then turning to his secretary because he miss construes the relationship of her helping him as something more. Right. So he basically asks, are you monogamous? And I'm like, why would you ask that question? Because he's not going to be like, no, sir. Exactly. No. Well, he has to, though. He's doing his fatherly duties <laughs> to ask a tough question. But it made me think about, you know, the rumors that were swirling around about McClendon. Is this what he did with his... Mm, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that he why was you speaking, are speaking from experience? A place of experience. Was she your secretary, your bookkeeper? Right. Well, he said the psalmist. What you need when you're on the come up <laughs> and trying to work your way towards something is different from what you need once you've made it already, which right. was profound that's to me. True. Like I haven't heard it put that way before, which explains why so many people. Cheat. Right, right. But it's like he's like you can't confuse that different attention that you're getting. Right. From the attention that you're getting at home. Exactly. He, I thought you better he say that, that, Bishop McClendon, for the one episode you've been on. <laughs> you better say that knowledge. And he carried majority of the episode. He's about quality, I liked not it. quantity. Yeah. That's right. He's about the quality. And he had his ass curl juice in. Right. Real tight. And juices and berries. Was tight. Uh, but what I think did you t- think about the talk? Um, I think that I think it was it was needed. I mean, he obviously he it's not like he's just meeting this person. He said that he did meet, you know, talk with him and he's seen him on several different occasions. Yeah. Um this was obviously a talk post, you know, getting engaged and I think he did the best that he could, you know, with, you know, okay, you're engaged now, so this is how it is. Let me just give you some advice since you are going to marry my daughter and I really don't have a say in it, really. You know, she's an adult or what have you. It seems, though, I thought it was interesting going back to what his daughter was saying about, to him, to McClendon, about how he was boring and how it sounded like she wasn't very excited about other things going on. So I'm like, 
Mm, that's yeah. interesting that you have this because normally red when you think it right when you're when you're exactly. when you're getting around oh I'm so excited and I'll, I'm so no, excited that really? and da 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 yes. that was a yes. huge if you're already bored already already you haven't even married yet and he's just a surgeon's assistant he's right. gonna have way less time when he becomes a surgeon exactly if that's the path Years. he's going okay but I'm saying I feel like even in a dating scenario sometimes you get bored yes but no, I'm, again she this is something like different elated right. newly engaged exactly like, oh my god this is so that's why she was but she thinking about but she, but she said she had the typical uh, issues with you know like being married and that's part of it I think like oh my gosh am I going to be bored I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life um, the jitters are real like no. I feel like that's part of the normalcy the other of thing is getting too, married if no. they're, they're See, in their, she's young she needs to listen to her she's daddy young no to she's 30 right and plus they're in their mid 20s in their mid 20s and you guys are bored in yeah. your mid come on like yeah. stop and it stop it stop it yeah, that just, I mean, it's just, she, the way she was talking and the way she was conversing, it just seemed a little like, I don't know if I'm ready. Red flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think she accepted the proposal, even at dinner. Like, there was, I mean, she, just her whole demeanor. And, and I don't know her personality. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's like McClendon and they kind of mask things or whatever. <laughs> right. But I just, as a woman, I know as a woman, typically, a marriage is a big, big deal. You know, when you get engaged, you tell everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is her father who, you know, she loves. And to not be like, thrilled and not be you know it's just very matter of fact yeah we're getting married oh yeah he proposed because he didn't want me to be scared on the airplane and um, I'm bored you know I mean it's just like but but I think but see I take that as because um, I'm pretty sure McClendon has already known about his daughter getting married I mean he had the conversation with Kim about you know they're gonna talk about the so this is not a new topic for him so for them I feel like they were rehashing it for the cameras and it's hard to show the most authentic this is new news I'm revealing to you when it's not new news to her father well it's either that or we are just getting a this deeper wasn't a glimpse reveal, though. into That's what I'm saying. their this... relationship. That's why I said my original comment was they might not, they may not be as close as he is right. portraying that they are. He right. just may be very surface. Like this is my dad. This is what I need to do. Okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> but to their credit. Okay, they're a young couple trying to do right. So, biblically, they shouldn't be living together without having sex. And it seems like they're living together yeah. already. They're looking for a house, yeah. So, they're trying to do the right thing, which is, you know, in the Christian community, Put it's to get on. married. Right. Did you, did but you I get think, that they were living together? Horny, well, because he said bring her home happy. happy. Yeah. When uh, McClendon said I was going to take her shopping. He yeah. said, good, bring, bring, her, home bring her home happy. So, so you took that I as that they were living together. I that too. they could be living together wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. And right. so they're also looking for home, trying to start a life together. And, and the thing to do, the thing that the community encourages you to do is get married. You better say that, Sister Williams. So, no and, shacking up. And they're <laughs> going on international trips together. Right. They weren't staying in separate hotel rooms. Exactly. Slam. Oh, I, no, I didn't. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's innocence here at all. I saw all of that. I heard all of that. I just was iterating what you were saying. So, so it seems no. like she found a good catch, and so she's trying to do the right thing, which is rush to get married. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but, and right that's funny that you bring that up because it's so many times in a Christian community, people, it's like a, it's like a catch twenty two. Oh, you don't need to. You need to if you're having sex with somebody you need to hurry up and get married married. but then it's like oh you need to take your time you You don't need to jump into things so then it's like what is the answer what is the balance what was it like for you when you were same my family is very Christian and so like we lived together for a while before Mm -hmm. we got married and they were very 
they had a lot to say about it. You know, it's just not okay for you to be living together no matter what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. It, it was a Gibson approach. <laughs> it ain't holy. And it, it has Gibson. to end or you have to get married. Right. Like right. Was, we're not staying there. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think about Bishop McClendon's <laughs> first appearance or second appearance. <laughs> first major extended appearance. Right. Right. On Preachers of LA. Let us know what you think about his relationship with his daughter, Taylor. And where should they go, Tiffany? They should go to iTunes. You should. Go, you should. We read your comments if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely rate, subscribe, share this with your friends, listen to the episodes, and tell us what you think. Give us your opinions. We'd like to read what you guys think about it uh, and discuss it amongst ourselves. Give and, us five stars on yeah. iTunes. And speaking of comments, I actually have a comment here that I'm going to read. This from is from uh, Tosh McZorn. Uh, this is definitely a self-reflecting episode for me. I need to continue to model God's love forward on all his people. I didn't know about Terry until this episode and went to see for myself concerning the scandal and I agree. Name it, own it. If this is what you're about, live it and do it and love God. And that oh, was in regard to last week's episode exactly. with Kevin Terry. Mm-hmm. Kevin Terry and, and his, his sex, sex tape. tape. Right. I'm so mad I missed that one. Girl, you did. Okay, that was a good so one. Much was to real good. So much. Well, you can post so a comment much. if you'd like on YouTube <laughs> and iTunes. Yeah, Come next Thursday. Right. <laughs> All right. So moving along. Um, another part that we talked about in, or that we saw in this episode was Maisha Cheney and her doing a song with her brother Keyshawn, who we first met at the single sexy <laughs> saved event at Asking the church. Crazy questions. Right. Asking yeah. But I feel like the song, like you should have known what kind of song he was going to have based exactly. on the questions. Exactly. Is there a, a holy way to be horny? <laughs> but why does he seem like he's sixteen? Him. Like why? No, but he doesn't look. He looks like thirty five. He seems, he's acting like he's acting like a, a sixteen-year-old. You think so? No. Because, you know what? what but it's, but for real, you, I'm sure. But look, but look, no. but did you hear? Listen to what he's saying. Maybe listen to how he's talking. Right. It just doesn't make sense. He's <laughs> acting like a sixteen-year-old. He's acting like a sixteen-year-old. He does yeah. act really, he's really, acting really like immature. A, immature. Yeah. He, and he, where he was living, where he had her in that back with the lawnmower out. <laughs> wait a minute. That looked like what? He, he had was, a back. Hold on. Wait now. a minute. That could be somebody's could be. mama house, Lim. So you can't talk about that because I, I think he probably still live with his mom. I don't exactly. Even remember this. Okay. It's the sixteen-year-old. I'm not bagging on the house. <laughs> I'm saying that wasn't his house. He had to meet her outside because his room wasn't big enough. <gasps> yeah. He that's was. what I'm saying. Oh my like he's. All that's I'm just stating that I'm a man. I'm staying in, in LA, fact. though. Exactly, he could be in a suburb somewhere in Hollywood, like living exactly. like that. That's LA living. Okay, but again, I'm tying everything together. Okay, I get it totally. Because what he says just makes you hope what? that what? everything is all right. Like really? What are the lyrics, Corinne? Oh, girl. <laughs> what, was, what was Keyshawn? So high. My thighs. Wide, no. So no, wide, wide legs. So wet. <laughs> like, what was it? Wait, get head. Yeah. Wide legs. Right. So It was the horrible. The vocal. It was so wretched. Get Like, big legs. Like, he just put up a whole bunch of words that rhymed. Did you see Maisha's face, though? She was just like. I just wonder if this is, is this really how he is? Or is he just putting on for the camera? I think he's Put on a little little extra for the cameras. I think Maybe. you know because but Maisha why would needs. Why would you want to put that extra? Because Maisha needs. What she else needs does something. she have? She doesn't really have a storyline. They're trying to cook she up some really drama for girls. her. You know, and that's, that's safe. True. That's a safe storyline there. So Maisha, 
voice since your brother like because his rap skills I'm not gonna say Keyshawn we love you but your they're ministry whack. is not rapping not they're and, and I, I like when I saw that I was just like he's not a real rapper no, and I, they're just yes. doing that so because you think they blew they blew that up for yeah. the, for the well, story we've I mean he is a rapper else's family. he's we've not seen a rapper everyone else's family it's time to see some Maisha drama like we haven't seen really any so drama this is, with and Maisha. this is safe drama it's not too weird and crazy so you got a crazy brother and now you're gonna sing together and rap together <laughs> on a song for the Lord like but that's good like Wayne is like, I just need you to come together and just try to help him. Because she needed a story, honey. Like it was so cut. She's been helping. They had to him. like hug it out and everything. She's like, I don't know if I want to go <laughs> see my brother. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I can't be ratchet. I'm my first lady or whatever. Oh she my said. god! I was right. like, girl, sit down. You used to be back in the day. Don't do it. So, what did you guys think about the song? Her her song. The remix. Like the actual came real together song. To oh, okay. Well, it was already her song. He just kind of remixed the beat a little bit right, and like, then threw a little, some okay. words, a rap on there. I I'm just going to look rap. away. You didn't like it. <laughs> Trees shady and, over there. And drink my tea. Uh, <laughs> Come, on, Come on, Kermit. <laughs> right. No, I'll, I'll say that I thought, I mean, again, we, we talked about this before the show. I think she has a really good voice. I thought the song itself was okay. Okay. You know, it was a cool song. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'd be blasting it. Probably you know what I'm saying? From perspective, I'm curious, what do you think about his rap? Oh, horrible. <laughs> horrible. Well, Absolutely terrible. Bounce into it, though. But who bounces because to he was, it? Because he was... Because... Because... No, no, no. You know Tiffany. No. You are from Alabama, so you know a family reunion. <laughs> when Lil Ray Ray get up there, uh, everybody had <laughs> your hand. You be like, go, Ray Ray, go! And Ray Ray's horrible. <laughs> so that's why they did that. Because, yeah, okay, yeah, Keyshawn that yeah. lives with his mama is <laughs> rap. Yes, Keyshawn, exactly. you better do it. Do it so you gonna move out next time. Like... <laughs> Really? He's moving exactly, up in the world. What do they say? Exactly. Um, uh, evolution is part of maturation, which is what, uh, of course, Keyshawn and Maisha were talking about. Right. And this is no shade. I didn't know that she had such a good voice. Because I great. remember last right. season, I was like... Remember, but remember when she was singing though? She because it's good. live. You know, sometimes when you're live, really it doesn't. I like her at Lady Lavette's thing. Oh, you did. I liked no. her at Lady Lavette's thing. I thought she was cool. I liked Put it. it on mute. Mm. Uh-huh. But I enjoyed it this time. Mm. I don't yeah. want to say I'll be downloading the the single, but I enjoyed it. Oh, you're a hater. No, I liked it. <laughs> Like listen to honest. her. I listened to her after the show. Oh, uh-huh. did you? That one song. Okay, that was cute. But for this episode, I didn't know what beat her brother was rapping on. Oh I my. was like, are we listening to the same music? There wasn't okay. a beat. Exactly. There like, was not. No, but my yeah, and my Isha. Because at first no, I was like, I no. thought maybe because you know how they like voice track stuff sometimes they'll put like you know yeah. they take the music out so yes. it's just him rapping and then in post production they'll add the music back and sometimes yeah. that's why lyrics when people are singing in a movie or show they don't match. Yeah, and so that's why I thought it was but then Maisha started singing perfectly exactly. to the beat and I was like uh <laughs> hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, and, then, and then they did a cutaway to the audience trying to clap and they couldn't they couldn't keep up with him I'm like okay it's not just me yeah no, no. on it no. Lemon's like I was not impressed you. no it was horrible he was like, put it on mute. I know, you know what? I really feel like Caleb is probably a better rapper. I would have probably been like, no, let's get your brother Caleb, oh, yeah. oh, Pastor yeah. Cheney, and not my brother Keyshawn on this. <laughs> Seriously. No, I, I agree. I think that they wanted a storyline, and they put that together. Right. And I think right. he had some, you know, a little bit with the other one when, uh, what's his name, was there, the uh, 40-year-old virgin. And, you know, he made his comment. <laughs> so I think it was time to give him some more camera time right, right, and right. see what he's going to say. Right. So. 
Too, too much. We're over it. And I'm also glad that we also see that uh, Pastor Cheney's mom, Denise, and his brother Caleb are back on good terms. And he said that it happened pretty fast. That now they're on great speaking terms. You see her with the baby. She mm-hmm. kisses him. Like, I'm happy about that. It still oh, seemed awkward to me, though. It still seems very awkward. Very and she scripted. still seems a little shady to me. <laughs> I, and I agree with you now. At first, I was like, no, not really. She just seems... Uh, she just no, seems like, like check fraud shady or like she like she's like, like gossipy shady. No, no she seems like shady. a woman <laughs> who has been through a lot and has a lot on her shoulders. She's broken. That she's, yeah, she seems a little broken, broken to me still. And maybe she's still coping with the but whole do you, thing. Well, how do you say that broken trends into sh- shadiness? Okay, shady as in what she portrays is not all of what we... What's going on. What's like going she, on. Okay. She, she seems like a woman with a lot on her mind, mm-hmm. a lot going on in her life, mm-hmm. a lot that needs to be dealt with. Right. Right. And she comes off, in my opinion, I just call her broken because, you know, in the past episode, she, to me, looked like she was playing victim more so than, you know, maybe somebody who's provoking the situation or treating her son a certain type of way. So that's why I say she's broken. Hmm. Something's going on. And it just didn't seem authentic. You know, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm glad to see my baby. And then Chaney's like, well, which one? Oh, yeah. Hug time. And one second over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I hate you. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, my God. Awkward. Well, regardless, I'm glad to see the Cheney family had a nice little barbecue. I did. The food looked yep, good. It looked great. Right. looked so amazing. I would have liked to have been there. Oh, we saw them frolicking in the pool as well. Yay. And uh, so cute. Maisha saying that we have, we, have, we have to have a plan, black women, when we're going to get our hair wet. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeds to dunk her, which was so cute. I love them. Right, oh, right. Gosh. They okay. just seem like I think overall I think they just seem like them as a couple. I think they just have a, a really, really good, really, great couple. really good right. relationship. They still like to have fun. Yeah, they've got a lot of kids, and you know they still <laughs> they have three I'm, kids. Lana. That's that is a lot. They got a lot of kids. There's a lot in LA. Oh, in LA, a lot in LA. That is a lot. Fourteen, and there's and they're small. Oh my god, that's a lot to be. But yeah, but they're young. They're a younger couple. He's only thirty-five, and I don't know how old she is. And she's thirty-five. Yeah, they're the same age. So yeah, turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, of course, we see that uh, Preach LA, the new, I guess, uh, event that's going to be happening with all the pastors dun, is, is going It's in the planning stage. So then we see that uh, Bishop Jones is with Loretta, and he's talking to her, and she, he asks her, if Ron apologizes, would you accept it? And she said she's not sure. What do you think of her response? Shall I go first? I don't blame her. I mean, she she's hurt, and we saw that. So I didn't know how deep the wound was for her. But, yeah, I don't blame her. I think sometimes you just have to be able to process things and see what the outcome will be on the other side. So. Ideally, you can just easily forgive everyone, but that's not realistic. Exactly. Like, right. she, he was very pointed in some of the things that he said. Absolutely. And so I can see it taking her some time to process that and, and get over it. Right. My feelings would have been hurt if he talked to me that way. Me right. too. I think anybody would. I think I think she was just it was just an honest answer. Um, I mean, you always want to say, "Oh yeah, you're supposed to forgive," and I think it's easier said than done. Right. And I think she was just having an honest moment. She's like, "I don't know," you know. She wanted him to apologize. That wasn't the case. It was just like, "Will I accept it?" You know, coming mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. And we saw later on how broken she really was right, because right, right. that was the first vulnerable moment she had on on camera. Right. And it was very you know devastating because you can really see the pain that she'd been carrying Absolutely. for years. And she's a strong. I mean, I, I give it to her. I think this was this was the first episode where. 
you know, I, I felt bad for Loretta. I Typically in the past, I've been like, whatever, Loretta, it's your own fault. Mm-hmm. But this time, I really <laughs> felt bad for her because, you know, you can see that she is hurting. And, and even Bishop Jones says that she is his bastion of strength. strength yeah. And this is the first time that he's seen her cry. Mm-hmm. And, or, in 17 years. Right. And so, like, that tells you that's a strong, strong woman. Right. I cry every day almost. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's, so it's not that she right. hasn't cried, but in front of him. Yeah, and, and just, right. just showing in front of a group of people at that you know so he knows her and he knows that that would have been really really hard for her to do so i applaud you loretta and i'm sorry if i hurt your feelings because i showed it i showed it talk bad about her before uh okay so then on the (laughs) flip side of it we see that uh bishop ron gibson and lady lavette are at home talking or they're eating and they're talking and ron is still like gung-ho going for loretta's throat talking about he doesn't believe that a man and a woman could be friends and together for 17 years and not have sex and i have to this is what i've been wondering since the very beginning why doesn't anyone like lady lavette says to him well he said to us that he was not having sex with her right so why don't you just leave it alone now whether you believe that or not right he said this thing. So if he wants to be a liar, that's between him and God. But right. he told us that he didn't have sex with that woman. So then we need to just believe it. And then we need to act like he didn't. And Bishop Ron Gibson is not letting go of that. He said, my common right. sense is telling me. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, come on, common. So, yeah. I have a couple of things with that. First of all, I think it was great to have Lady Lavette kind of challenge Ron. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times, I mean, as a wife should, she supports her husband, the things he says and does. But she was adamantly on several different occasions, even when they were in the group. And he was kind of going in again. And she's like, you know, he should not be doing that, you know, right. when the camera's facing her. So I thought it was good that she had that opinion and kind of just checking him. And be like, like she said, mm-hmm. he said nothing is going on. So just leave it at that. Right. Leave it alone. This man of God, let it be between him and God. And also, he said it again in the group. He's like, why do you have a problem if there is no sin? Right. This is Bishop, you know, Jones saying this. If right. there's no sin, then what is the issue? Because we've already said that there's no sin going on. There's a friendship. I really mm-hmm. like Lovette. Right. In this episode, she was a voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And she was took a very respectable approach. She wasn't trying to challenge him in any way. But she, you know, was very even keel the whole time. What I thought was interesting was watching her when Gibson brought it up again mm-hmm. in their meeting. Right. She didn't say anything. Like, if, it, if that was me, I would have been, like, sitting on my hands trying not to, like, headbutt him mm-hmm. for bringing it up again but right. like I kind of learned something from her in that moment because you don't I guess you are supposed to allow your husband to it's a united front you know what I mean like exactly. I guess to, I think especially as, as we as young women and young black women at that we're always taught to be so strong and so when you see a woman like that's how it should be she she right. effectively that's Proverbs 31 woman honey she effectively <laughs> told her husband how like showed him a different side like right. leave it alone the man said that he wasn't sleeping with her so let's just move past that and then when they're in the meeting she doesn't I I probably would have told my husband, huh, uh, uh, baby, baby, no, 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 let's go outside for a minute, you know what I'm saying, but she didn't do that, and that was amazing, because that is what a real, a submissive, real, tough strength, that's right there, that is a good wife right there, even though she wanted to, she sure did, she was uncomfortable, she's like, that's my husband, I support him, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree in this moment, but I'm gonna support him in this moment, and so I thought that was, because you don't want to ever be in front of, you can be fighting, Right, you're in a group in front of a group of people. You can't ever let them see like, oh, well, they don't even have they stuff yeah, together. They're not on the same page. Right. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I thought the other interesting part is that I think the reason why Ron Gibson is so adamant about it is because 
he's thinking about himself. Him as a man, he wouldn't be able to do that. Right. To do and what? So, to be able to... To not have um, sexual To not relations. have a sexual relation oh, if yeah, he's right. friends with someone for right. 17 years. So because he can't, he's putting himself in front of all men. He's right. like, well, I know I can't do it. He's not saying that, but that's essentially what he's saying. Right. Yeah. I can't do it, so no one can do it. So right, that's why right. I have a problem with it. And I think that's where the burning desire for Kim and the why he's so adamant about it. Right. The one thing that made me kind of sad to see was his lack of empathy, you know, for mm-hmm. this situation and, you know, Loretta just being a human being in general. So I was just like, dang, like, you're a man of God, you're a preacher, you have a flock. Right. Like, these are things to me that, you know, you should, should be, be practiced. Having, exactly. Right. And it should be innate. So, okay. Yeah. One of the things I... Uh, dawned on me this episode was that she, Loretta, was obviously very beaten up about this whole situation yes. mm-hmm. and said that the media has been attacking her. The mm-hmm. internet has been attacking her. She was talking about us, girl. Megan's oh, been attacking Megan. Oh, Megan has been attacking her. I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me, Jesus. I feel like this is a reflection of society. Like, right. you know how men never get a bad rep, never. whereas the women are right. the Jezebels. We're the mm-hmm. sluts or whatever. He, why is there anyone, you know, boycotting his church for this? He's okay. the leader of a church. He's the male in this whole Child, thing. I am. That's why I don't go to show. You like, better pray. Why, is no yes. one, why is no one coming after him? And even when Gibson was addressing the whole situation, he, he rarely comes after. He he rarely goes after Noel. Exactly. It's always directed towards Loretta. Which, which is so rude and it's so harsh. It's just one-sided. Like, right. women are not the enemy, men. Right. That is, that's the, I guess that's the yes. very yes. male-dominated yes. society yes. that we live in. The patriarchal Show society. That's yeah. No, we're not Jezebel. So of course we're at um, Sanctuary Church, which is uh, the Hayslips Church, and they're talking about this. And of course Dietrich is like, course, "Where is Mac? <laughs> Where is Mac? Mac and cheese." That no activator. He was so me. He's busy. I love Dietrich. I just yeah. want to say, and he was the only one who stood up for Loretta in that time. Of course, Jones didn't even say anything. Mm. He was just sitting there with his sunnies on, like. Well, he did. I mean, he did say he, he spoke way. up in his own way. Oh, but his, poetic bye. Bye his poetic form. His poetic form. That's what you're calling it. So he spoke up in his poetic form. You. He's Honesty. a lyricist. But I trust you. Honesty. Right. <laughs> trust <laughs> is so important. Call that. Selah. Okay. Selah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when they're here at this meeting, they all have pretty good suggestions about what to do for Preach LA. Reach LA now. Reach LA. Right. Drop that P. Of course, reach that comes from gangsters. Yes, yeah. of course. And um, do you guys believe Noel Jones when he says that no. he has not had sex with Loretta? <laughs> Lies. He tells. I feel like we've had Raise your hand if you before. believe him. Raise yeah. your hand if you believe him. Within like what? I feel like Two we've weeks. had this conversation. We In the 17 years. Oh, 17 years? What? Come on, guys. <laughs> Everybody like, oh, quiet crickets. He's, Next. Of course he's had sex with that one. But maybe he's not sexually attracted to her. Oh, please. Because he had, well, it always goes back to me to the woman, or the, the woman that he had kids with, like, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, they, they kind of look the same. He's having sex. He likes some light. So it's not like he's a celibate man. But maybe he is. Maybe after that, maybe after maybe the after child, he decided thing. not That's to. There's lots you know. of single women. But at you know what? But, I, but I think. But I. I think this is more important. I don't. I think it's not our business to even worry about that. If the man said, "Here's the thing," if he has you no. No, wait question. a minute. But if he has no admission to it, so like. 
of how many episodes he never said anything. He never said yes or no. Mm-hmm. Then I think that's a problem. So now that he said no, we are there's no sin. We are not having sex. Then I'm gonna. Then I have. I feel like it's our duty to give him the the we benefit of the doubt Absolutely. and say, okay, fine. You said you're not having sex with this woman. Cool. Then I don't have. I don't get to judge you. I don't get to say anything about that situation uh, because it's non-existent. Could he be pulling a Bill Clinton on us? Yeah, yeah. He could. I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with, with this that woman. woman. <laughs> I think he it's could just, be. I think, again, I'm going back, going back to Ron, Ron um, I think, well, like I said before, about how he feels about himself, but I think more importantly, too, Ron is a man of God and a, and a pastor. And I think because he's a pastor, um, he's a fellow pastor. And so as a fellow pastor, it just looks really bad for you to be with a woman for 17 that. years and not be married. But she's obviously at your house. I mean, they aren't living Travel together. Travel together. Whatever. So that's where he's coming from. He's saying it just looks bad in the eyes. I mean, in the Bible, it does say, don't let your good be evil spoken of. And I think that's the angle he's coming. Hey, I think that's the angle he's coming. <laughs> I think that's the, right. angle. that's the angle he's coming as another man of God, another pastor with a church. He's but like, he, it just doesn't see, look good. But here's the thing with that. Because he didn't address that to Ron. He's addressing stuff to Loretta. I and I don't and ag- that's where the that's problem comes in. And I agree with that. He never I agree with that. speaks right. on her behalf. I he just always he lets her person. get pummeled. Even, all even the time. when they were having dinner, the first time it came out, she was, he was attacking her. Right. Non, nonstop. So, no, I do agree. I do agree. He shouldn't be attacking her. And that's just a flaw in his character. Right. I want Loretta to do a tell all bug. Damn, <laughs> girl, don't leave one ounce of juicy <laughs> juicy out. I don't know. I, I thought uh, Dietrich was great in stepping up and yeah. having something to say right. to back her because it was, was kind of it seemed like one. it could have been very awkward to be in that room. Well I think he, he also yeah. is he's been there. He's been there. Right. He's been the one that's been ostracized and, and talked about just like she has for things that he's done right. or haven't done. So right. that's why he had her back. That's why I, mean, I like and you, him so and much. You, you go through stuff to help other people so obviously right. you know he had a hard fall so he mm-hmm. can sympathize with a lot of people who are in, the, in their dark phase and that's mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Right. Because he can help them bridge the the gap to see the light. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> well, the other thing so that he said clear. was that Ron was trying to protect the word, but hurting people in the process. Right. Mm-hmm. Which can't possibly be of God. Of God. Exactly. So, that's a note for you all to take. Hallelujah. Home. Which happens Marinate all the time. On. That's a lot of, that's yeah. religious like versus him. relationship. And I think uh, uh, Dietrich's fall has taught him relationship Absolutely. with God versus so the religiosity much. of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have a lot of, a lot of people don't like church. They don't like going, they don't like affiliating with religion, mm-hmm. and which essentially means they don't affiliate with a relationship with God because they've been confused by people who mistaken the two and say, you know what? Well, I'm a pastor and I know it's right. I don't care if you're hurting. You're wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's not, that's not Jesus. No. That ain't hot. That's not hot. So, of course, and, and we end and we see that Lavette and Ron have a talk. And I just was like, oh, Lavette, she you was, better go. She's like, you know what? He yes. said they didn't have sex. We just need to pray for them. You know, just be there for them. Did you guys think that the apology that Ron gave was no. <laughs> good no. enough? That was so I was nice. like, don't accept it, Lavette. Don't, don't, don't. And she was like, you know okay. what? I'm not even, I, I missed it. I, because I was like, hold on, wait a minute. So, did he apologize? Because I didn't really hear an apology. I feel like an apology. 
apology is pretty clear and concise. The whole scene was very quick, for one thing. I don't feel like we saw <laughs> half of what we needed to see. No, right. But I agree his with apology you. was he didn't. He never Whack. apologized. I don't think he really no, did. No, he did. That's what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't he see never any said, apology. I'm, I'm, he, he didn't say I'm sorry for what I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry for, for how I said, I said it. it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. The choice words, nothing. But I still feel this way. Yeah. Which I don't think it's a problem for him to feel that way. I mean, he's is a pastor, so he does need to uphold the word and uphold, you know, the what is right. Sin is sin. You gotta call it out. So, but I think the way he acted about it was incorrect. Yeah. At the meeting, or in general? In general. In yeah. general, totally. Yeah. But I also feel like he was apologizing because he was under the gun. Like he has this woman here in tears, and he has a fellow pastor backing her now. Like he had to. He couldn't have been fighting All in right. there. Everyone was looking at him. Yeah, like, yeah. He had to apologize. All right. Well, let's get on into predictions. Let's do it. Well, just go ahead and say your news. Quick news is that there was a a list that was released that's the 10 top paid pastors all over the world. None of our pastors from Preachers of LA are on it. Not even McClendon? Not even McClendon. I was surprised to see that none of them are on it. The two highest paid are out of Nigeria, but the third is Benny Hinn, whose net worth is $42 million. The fourth is Creflo Dollar, whose net worth is $27 million. And then T.D. Jakes is coming in at number six, who's a net worth of $18 million. Well, I guess we see why all of our preachers are on a reality show where they get paid. Exactly. Thank you. All right, so let's go through predictions. We see that Dietrich Haddon has a conversation with a woman that he's going mainstream. What do you think that means, Corinne? He's just going to be bumping his music in the club. Is it going to be like Jesus-y music, or is it going to be like gonna, You know, now the soft, the soft, the 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 soft title is inspirational. But you know what? He he did soft get dropped title. from his label a few w- weeks back. We talked about this, so that could also be something. Maybe he's trying to cross over into not R and B, but inspirational. Inspirational. We can okay. hear it on smooth jazz. Yeah, and um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. all right. And then we also see that um, Bishop Ron Gibson is taking it to the streets, and he looks like he's about to get crunk on. Uh, uh, a crip or Turn something, up. or on a blood in the oh, streets yeah. of Compton. I'm guessing that's where they are. What you think? What's, what's gonna happen? I want to see. It. I think he's. I think he's gonna. You know, be talking and and people are gonna be challenging him, and he's gonna you know puff up like he's done before. <laughs> and uh, be like, you know, I can't. You know, can't tell me I'm from the streets. You know, he does. So yeah. I think that's essentially what's gonna happen. And then he's just gonna kind of go toe to toe with somebody in words. I don't think he's gonna go any further than that. But okay. I think he's just gonna be challenged by somebody. Okay. Well, next episode should be a good one. Yes. So we look forward to seeing you next time. Where can we find you guys? Well, you can find me at uh, the Poet Saint, and that's on Twitter and Instagram all day, every day. I am on Twitter at Tips with a Z, Tweets with a Z, and I'm at Just Saying 08 and Instagram Just Saying 1908. And as always, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. Until next week, we will see ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.